As we deal with back to school during COVID, how do you know if you're doing the right thing? Are you choosing to send your kids to brick and mortar? Are you keeping them home and doing some type of e-learning? Maybe you're doing homeschool. So much uncertainty, it can be scary. You can be uncertain. Are you doing the right thing? And how do you know if you're sending your kids to school if they're gonna be safe? That's a question and concern of many parents and we're gonna hope to give you some answers today. Becoming better parents, partners, and people. This is the Positively Dad Podcast. Thanks for joining us on Positively Dad. My name is James Shaw. I'm your host. I'm a dad. My wife, Terry, and I are the proud parents of an eight-year-old, soon-to-be third grader. Her name is Naomi. And I started Positively Dad back in 2019 to be a resource to you, to help you just become a better parent, partner, and person. I trust we're doing that. And we have gone all in on supporting you during this COVID-19 time that we're experiencing. And right now the hot topic is back to school. What do you do about it? That's what we're going to talk about today. We've done several episodes. We did some for those of you that are going to do some e-learning or homeschool. We did some of those back in the spring, so you might want to check those out. Our previous episode, we looked at the health concerns to think about if you're sending your kids back to school. How do you know if it's the right time? It's a deeply personal decision and one that every family has to weigh so many different things is they make their decision on what to do with their kids. Do we go back into a brick and mortar building? Do we stay at home? Does your work situation allow it? Does does the scheduling, how's your kid doing mental health wise? I mean, there's so many things to consider. And I don't know if you're like Terry and me, we have gone round and round and round with this. We've we've made the decision, then unmade it, then changed it, then made it, then unmade it, and all these sorts of things. And right now, our current plan is to send her back into the building. And we're doing that for so many reasons. And again, I, I don't judge anyone that doesn't want to send their kid back. And, and I'm not judging the people who are. And I hope that you won't judge us because it's, it is. It's a personal decision, one that you weigh many, many things before you make it. How do you know if it's right, though? Well, that's what we're going to look at today, and I'm excited to do that, to jump in and have this conversation. We're going to talk with Dr. Hope Seidel. She's a pediatrician in Cary, North Carolina. She got some attention when she'd posted a video to parents that made Good Morning America where she talked about this decision. And so I reached out to her and asked if she'd be willing to come on the show and kind of walk through this with parents. You know, how do you know you're doing the right thing? And then once you've decided, what do you do? So that's what we're going to talk about today, some peace of mind for parents as we get ready for back to school. Dr. Seidel, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Excited to, you know, we used to live in Cary, and that's where you guys are. You're in Cary, North Carolina, which is awesome. Um, and you got some attention with, with a post you made, you know, telling parents that you, you know, you're going to make a decision, whatever decision makes right. And that's kind of, what I, kind of where I want to go today. Um, this is a tough call. Right. I mean, this is a, a, a tough call that parents are being placed in right now about whether or not to send their kids back to school. It is. It is. Yes. Agreed. I mean, I think a lot of um, a lot of parents want to have choice all the time. And then when they're given a choice, that discomfort is there, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So you're a pediatrician. You see kids on a regular basis. And and we're not going to get into, you know, what could happen to kids with, with this because there's a lot we don't know. I mean, that's part of the deal here. We just don't know a lot of things. What do you say, though, to a parent who just is unsure about what to do? Do I keep my kid home so that they can stay away from COVID and not worried about that? Or do I send them in because I want them to be able to grow socially and learn better? What's your advice? 
Well, let me just say, first of all, that there have, there's been a lot of wonderful support around the post that I did, and also some people who are confused that I don't know that um, what the real dangers are related to the pandemic. And my, my intention with my thoughts around making a decision for school really have very little to do with risk. Um, and I'll get to that in a moment. But what I will say is that there certainly are circumstances where parents need to uh, weigh the pros and the cons of their child getting sick. There are underlying medical conditions, family members in the home that are older. Uh, there are parents who in general have jobs that don't make it easy like me, huh, who have to go to work in order to be able to successfully support their family. It's not negotiable. And so um, the, the advice I'm giving to parents is to take all of the information that you have individually and make a list of the pros and cons. And when I say just pick, I mean, if you're waiting for some epiphany of perfection that you're gonna be able to know it's the right decision, you will be racked with the kind of indecision that just doesn't serve you. Um, and that's kind of uh, what my advice has been. So um, I think that um, when parents really start to get so overwhelmed with making a perfect choice, they lose the opportunity to notice that there are gifts that are going to come from either choice that they can't yet imagine. They're just trying to place their decision in a window or in or to frame it in a place that um, that uh, of how things used to be. And we're just not going to be in that position anytime soon. Yeah, the the now normal is, you know, different than the good old days, which was February. So <laughs> Yeah, that, that's over. Them that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, so here's what I'm hearing. Sit down as a family, make a decision and move forward. Just make one and don't spend a lot of time waffling back and forth. Just make one because you can always, I guess what, change your mind later and deal with whatever comes from it later. Well, and the other thing is, is that once you make a decision, okay, then there's a place to sit in the discomfort of your decision and also acknowledge the parts that aren't awesome about it, right? So for example, if you have a child who isn't going to be able to see their friends because you decide to stay at home, right? Once the decision has been made, then sitting with your children in pain and having some empathy on how difficult that is and creating creative solutions for them on how they might be able to connect with their friends or make the most out of the situation that you've um, that you've committed to is a much more productive way to move through it than just sitting in overwhelm and indecision, which doesn't really propel you anywhere. So, what's your advice on that conversation? If if you're you know choosing to stay home, and I, I've got an eight year old, and say we we're, we're she's going back, we've decided yeah. that, um, and we didn't we waffled, we took a long time, we had until. 5 p.m. on Monday to make the decision. And we turned it in at five minutes to five and, um, and said she's going to go back. And we had our reasons for doing that. What's the conversation look like, you know, in both cases? If I'm going to sit down with my eight-year-old and talk about why we're sending her back and she knows about the risk, what does that look like? And then let's say we change our mind and say, you know what, let's stay home. What does that conversation look like? Can you walk us through? So what I first uh, might comment on is, uh, let's talk just for example of a child who is going to go to school, right? Um, what, I, what I might first uh, do is connect with your values as a family prior to the conversation. So how do we want to show up 
for our family during this time? What does it look like for us to show positivity, resourcefulness, empathy, and creativity in our homes? And then decide with intention the kind of conversation you're going to have with your child. So it might look like um, this is a really hard time and mom and I or dad and I don't have the perfect answers, but what we know to be true is, is that it's okay for you to feel sad about the choice that we've made. Sometimes there isn't a perfect answer, but what I know to be true is that we're making the best choice we can to keep you safe. And right now that choice looks like staying home. And then maybe pausing and asking your child, can you tell me how you're feeling about that? What are you worried about? You know, because sometimes we pontificate as parents, giving them a whole agenda um, about what they need to be worried about. The kids aren't frankly worried about it all. And oftentimes we also want to fix our kids from feeling uncomfortable. Well, don't worry if you're really sad. We can just do like a collage and send it to all our friends or whatever. You don't really want to be giving um, a solution-based um, um, a solution-based approach to your child without involving them in the conversation. So I'd love it, especially for your dads to be able to say, you know, how do you think that you could feel better in this situation? You will really be shocked why you're busy trying to fix everything, how compelling our kids can be creatively to come up with a solution that you had never even considered because you were so uncomfortable with how sad they were about the decision that you had pre-decided they were going to hate, that they really might just be okay. And so deciding your kids are going to be miserable could be actually not true. The thought could be when you start the conversation, I wonder how they're going to feel about this. And then just allow them to explain what they're worried about. Maybe they're more worried to go to school. Maybe they're just really sad because they're concerned they won't be able to see their friends again and they haven't considered Zoom or Facebook or something that you've never done before. So I think the most important thing in those conversations is not to come up with a solution, but is to listen for the solution in your children. Well, they're smart. I mean, if there's anything that I've learned as a dad over the last six or seven months is how resilient our kids are and how adaptable they've been. And I'm sure you see this all the time as a pediatrician. You see kids come in who are battling things that are that you got to go home in tears sometimes, I imagine, when you, when you see what some of these kids are pulling off. So let's give them the benefit of the doubt here. Let's let them speak their mind and, uh, and walk through that with them. I love that. I absolutely love it. I do want to ask you one thing about going back, and that is, you know, as parents, what should we expect from the school, in your opinion, to make sure that our kids are, are really set up to be safe and that their teachers and staff are as well? Well, oh gosh, the teacher conversation is so difficult. This is a difficult question to answer because every school is so, so different. Um, when I'm talking just about kids in general, I mean, let's, let's be honest, at least with the numbers we're seeing right now, kids are doing pretty well from coronavirus in general. Um, and so I like to think of the way in which we're having our kids come to school in masks as an exercise in teaching compassion um, and teaching them uh, accountability for other people, right? For teaching them how to, um, to, to be helpers, right? So sometimes we ask our kids to wear masks, not because we're so worried they're gonna get sick, but because we want them to be compassionate and worried about other people. Um, and so I think about the way that um, schools are preparing kids to be covered it has a lot to do with the way in which we're honoring our teachers, which we don't do enough in this country for a variety of reasons, which mm -hmm. is another podcast. Yeah. But, um, but um, schools, you know, schools overall have just different um, uh, 
um, so many different metrics, uh, how close they are together in, in rooms, how much movement there is in the schools, um, how careful they are about screening people um, and teachers who have been exposed places. I will tell you that um, the biggest, the biggest uh, question mark about school is the parts that we can't control in families, right? So it almost is this such, if you think about it philosophically, right, it's a unifying experience where everybody decides school's important. And because everybody decides it's important, we all do our part to wear our masks, be safe, wash our hands, notice when we're ill, don't go to work, be careful about protecting our kids. And, and, and that really is what the schools are depending on. I mean, no school can be clean enough for a parent who's irresponsible and goes to a bar um, or to a large gathering with a picnic and comes home and sends their kids to school. There mm -hmm. is not a metric that can help that if we're not all doing our part. So we have to participate in this too. This is up to families have got to make some decisions to make sure that we're staying safe within our family so that when we go out in the community and send our kids out in the community, if they're going back to school, that they're staying safe as well. I love that. And it's teaching compassion and accountability toward other people when they put that mask on. So there's a lot of parents that are worried about the mask. We, we haven't found it to be much of a challenge for our, our daughter, and yet there's a lot of parents who are concerned. So what would your advice be to the parent who says, my kid can't wear a mask for all that time? What would you tell them? So this is the complete, this is so great, right? So this is how it works. Your children feed off your energy. And that is the only answer that you, period. I mean, that's just it. So when you decide, you, again, this is about pre-deciding what your children are going to experience because these kids are fine in masks. All of them are fine. But my kids in my office that are doing beautifully with masks have parents who have taught them that it's just not an option. That's just what we do because we love everyone. That just is it. And my kids who are annoyed about them have the parents with their masks hanging off. You can see them complaining. They're, they forgot to bring it so that they had to borrow one of ours. I mean, there is a collective energy that children get from you as a parent that says, we are all gonna do our part. And our kids are not only listening with respect to how well they tolerate masks, they're watching how you treat the world. I know it sounds so dramatic and not something a pediatrician should be consumed with. I understand it, but I'm telling you right now, our kids are like horses. They feed off of our energy. And so I tell my parents, show up like the responsible, loving, compassionate person you say you want your child to be, and you will raise that. Hmm. So they're going to mirror what they are around. And um, so if you have a challenge with the mask or complain about the mask, they're going to do it. And if you don't, then they probably won't. And, and they can last in it longer than you think. No question. They're not dangerous for the kids. They're doing beautifully in them. And listen, it's also super fun. Like what in, speaking of things you can creatively do with your kids, I mean, let them get on the internet and pick one that they like. Yeah. I love seeing the kids come in with different personality masks. Do I want to see everyone in masks? No. Do I want to wear one to Target? No, I don't. None of us do. None of us are having fun. I get it. But it is a choice the way we think about it. And when you think about it as a responsibility instead of an obstacle or a burden, your children will as well. I love it. What's your advice into parents who are just uneasy, uncertain, and kind of just afraid overall on either decision, going back or being at home, they just feel uneasy, they're worried, and, and they're just kind of at a loss. What would you tell them? 
Well, I will say this. I mean, to be a parent during a pandemic is, it is okay to feel uncomfortable and sad and worried. The first thing I think parents need to do is to recognize that they can't look back at the last time they did a pandemic and know they're going to get through it. Like there's no frame of reference. It does feel worrisome. And so parents getting support with other parents and acknowledging how uncomfortable things are is important. I think I even said in my vignette, um, you know, we weren't certain that we weren't, that we were going to be okay tomorrow before the pandemic. We weren't. We just decided that we were. And because we were thinking that we were going to get up the next day and go to work, we weren't worried. And so our thoughts are so powerful. It's important to acknowledge that you're worried. It's important to show your kids that and not protect them from it. It's okay for your kids to see that you're afraid. And it's also okay to teach them what they can control right? And so um, sometimes what happens is, is that when parents are grieving or they're worried, they're compulsively researching or they're, um, um, there's a really good article in the New York Times today about that from another psychiatrist who wrote about compulsive research. We do all these things to try and control things. And the reality is, is that we don't need to control it. We can just feel it. It's totally fine. And so um, I think the worry is important to just acknowledge. And then when you've done it for yourself, it's so much easier to give your children grace when they're also worried. Yes, baby, I was worried yesterday too. And then I just decided, you know what? We're healthy today and I love you and we have a family or whatever your circumstances are. And I just decided we're going to be okay because we're together. And that might be just enough. Yeah, I love that. There's a lot of research that says that when parents hide their worry or their concerns from their kids, that that actually negatively impacts their kids, that we, that we should, we don't need to go spill everything to them. And yet we can say, hey, I'm nervous too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm uncertain too. I hear you. Um, I, I, one more question, and then we'll kind of put a bow on this. And that's that um, Naomi said to me not too long ago, she said, um, Daddy, this is really hard. And I said, I know, sweetie. And she looked at me and she said, no, you don't know because you haven't had to go through something like this when you're eight. Mm-hmm. And um, she was right. And, and I thought, here, I wanted to just kind of protect. And really what I, I, I ended up doing is I just let her kind of pour out what she was feeling and I listened to her. Mm-hmm. What's your advice to, to parents when their kids, I mean, our kids are experiencing something that we didn't experience growing up. What's your advice on how to handle that? I mean, I love what you said. I mean, I think the best question to that comment to your child is, you know what, you're right. What is it like being eight in a pandemic? And just let them tell you what it's like. Huh, I didn't think of that. And listen, when we ask our, quest- our kids questions like that, it's so respectful. It doesn't assume that we know what they're feeling and it teaches them to express what they're feeling, right? Sometimes they don't even know and you just pausing and asking gives them a language to communicate things that they don't even know. Well, does it feel like a wiggle in your tummy? Does it feel like you want to punch a wall? Depending on the kid's age group, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, does it feel, what does it feel like? And what are the things that are making you sad? And then when you're done, resist the temptation to tell them why what they're feeling is not a big deal, right? Just to say, I did not think about it that way. Thanks for telling me that. And then just leave it there. It's okay to leave it there. I mean, not only are kids resilient, they're natural empaths, they're extremely compassionate, and they are wise. They're wise. They know that they're sad, and we take that from them when we're uncomfortable that they're sad, right? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Great advice. Okay, so uh, as we wrap up, um, I, I, I feel like you feel this way. This is how I feel. There is no right decision. 
It's a deeply personal one based on your family and your circumstances. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that um, there are right decisions around respecting this illness. There's right decisions about educating yourself from sources that are um, reputable and not spreading propaganda that minimize um, the severity. It is responsible for you to notice what kind of things your school is putting in place that make you feel comfortable. It's respectful for your children and your family to notice what your risks are. I just want parents to not be so, I think I said it just off the cuff on my thing, but marinating in just kind of a worry that they're going to come up with the with certainty. Because if you're always looking for that, it just leads to this awful feeling like you never can get it right. And just making the best choice for your family with the information you have is enough. It's just enough. And then let it go and pay attention to the trajectory you're on. That's great. Anything you want to add before we wrap up? I mean, I'm just holding everybody. It's a difficult time, you know, and I think we all, these kinds of conversations really do give parents permission to know that perfection is not the destination. And I think it's a beautiful thing to teach our kids. We're going to raise hopefully a generation who doesn't expect that. And it sure would be nice. Yeah. Well, Dr. Seidel, thanks for taking time. I know you're busy seeing patients and you're joining me over your lunch today. So thank you so much for taking time to be on Positively Dad. It was a privilege. Thank you for having me. Great stuff from Dr. Seidel. I trust she's giving you some peace of mind and just some stuff to think about as we get into this back to school time. I mean, she's a mom of two, plus she's a, a pediatrician. So she sees kids all the time or kids are teenagers and she's got a ton of resources for you. Uh, you can check her out at parentingcoaches.com if you want some more information on what she does to walk parents through things and coach people all over the country. So that might be something to consider. You know, again, it's, it's a deeply personal decision, one that you've got to weigh all the risk factors, look at so many different things as you go into it. And I love what she said. Once you've made your major decision, just stick with it. And then, you know, here's the, the things that, that have helped me during this time that I'll share with you, and that is to accept and adapt. Right, right now, we've got to accept that things are different, that, that it's not going to be the normal school year that we thought, and lots of stuff that we're used to probably experiencing as we go back to school and into the fall and, and the winter are just going to be different. We've got to accept that. And then second is adapt. Adapt to make sure that, that you know what, we're staying up to date on relevant, actual, current information, that we're not getting lost in the junk and the noise that's out there on social media, that we're paying attention to what our schools are doing and, and, and what safety measures are in place and what we need to do as a family and, 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 and be aware of those things so that we can adjust and adapt as necessary. And uh, hey, the conversation we're having right now in the middle of August might be totally different a couple of weeks from now or a month from now, and we've got to be prepared to adapt to that. So accept that things are going to be different and be willing to adapt and adjust. All right, I trust you got some value out of our conversation today. That's my goal is to help you out. We've done several episodes to walk you through COVID, so you might want to go back and look. Just whatever platform you're listening, you should be able to find it. If you enjoyed the podcast today, would you rate, subscribe, and review? We would really appreciate that so much. Five stars would be great. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And write a review so people can hear about us. Share it, too, with people that you think might get value out of it. And finally, if you or somebody you know would be a great guest on the podcast, just reach out to me and let me know. We'll get it scheduled. It's james at positivelydad.com. And then we'd love to get connected with you on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search Positively Dad. That's it for this week. We'll talk to you next time. I'm James Shaw. See you later. Bye-bye.